Surviving narcissistic abuse is one of the biggest tragedies that can ever happen to you. I have my personal reasons to say so, one of which is its devastating impact on your physical health. The prolonged exposure to psychological distress creates an overwhelming demand for your body to survive, which exhausts its resources, giving birth to numerous disorders, ailments, and dysfunctionalities, both mental and physical. Simply put, your body keeps the score of the damage caused by the narcissist, and you struggle to live a normal and healthy life even after leaving the abusive environment. But how does the body get so affected? How does it keep the score? Knowing the answers to these questions is crucial because if you were ever to heal, you need to know what happened to you. Hi, I am Danish, a narcissistic abuse recovery professional. This episode is the first part of the series I am doing on understanding and healing the devastating impact of narcissistic abuse on your health. This part will be about learning what happens in your body when it faces the adversity created by the narcissist abuse. If you do not want to miss any episodes in the series, subscribe and press the bell icon to stay updated with everything latest. Without further ado, let's jump right into the topic. In the beginning of this episode, I said that prolonged exposure to psychological stress creates an overwhelming demand for the body to survive, which simply means that your body adapts to the environment and allocates most of its resources to survival, making it easy. An example of this could be staying hypervigilant and hyper-attuned to the environment all the time to make sure you prepare in advance for the narcissist's incoming abuse and make it out alive. But this happens at a cost. The chronic constant overactivation and overuse of survival systems and stress responses such as fight, flight, freeze and fawn for years fatigue your body and it starts wearing down. This stress-induced dysregulation causes damage which manifests as multiple health disorders of the gut, nervous system, immune system, and other systems alike. We'll talk more about these disorders in a minute. Let's take a deeper look at the dysregulation in the body and how it translates into physical health issues. One crucial aspect to look at when understanding the physiological impact of stress caused by narcissistic abuse is the HPA axis, the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis, which connects the hypothalamus pituitary glands and adrenal glands. It is a major neuroendocrine system that controls reactions to stress and regulates many body processes including digestion, the immune system, mood and emotions, sexuality, and energy storage. The HPA axis is central in regulating many homeostatic systems in the body including the metabolic system, cardiovascular system, immune system, reproductive system, and central nervous system. If the HPA axis is dysregulated, almost everything else would be dysregulated and imbalanced. A little more about its functioning. The hypothalamus releases corticotropin-releasing hormone, CRH, which stimulates the anterior pituitary gland to release adrenocorticotropic hormone, which in turn stimulates the adrenal cortex to release cortisol. Normal cortisol levels are necessary for our functioning and maintaining the circadian rhythm. But because you are exposed to the never-ending stress caused by the narcissist abuse, 
this system starts malfunctioning. It makes the HPA axis over-responsive and dysregulated, meaning it activates too readily and does not shut down appropriately. Sensitization of the HPA axis leads to the overproduction of cortisol and other stress-related hormones like adrenaline and noradrenaline, damaging body and brain as they remain chronically high for years. There's a lot more to understand about the HPA axis and trauma, but that is for another episode. All in all, the stress you endure because of how the narcissist treats or abuses you stuns your body and the systems that run it. It activates extreme coping mechanisms necessary for survival, but at the expense of keeping you dysregulated most of the time. Talking more about the health issues you could develop from surviving the narcissist, the sky is the only limit. From various forms of cancers to autoimmune disorders, you can develop pretty much anything without any organic cause. You can have gut issues like chronic IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, Crohn's disease, leaky gut syndrome, and gastrointestinal reflux disease. Disorders of the immune system may include but are not limited to chronic fibromyalgia, Hashimoto's, multiple sclerosis, rheumatoid arthritis, and lupus. I can keep going on and on for hours, but the list is never-ending. What condition or issue did you develop from surviving narcissistic abuse? Let me know in the comments and help other survivors feel less alone in their experiences. If I had to share my personal experience with this, I would say it has been devastating to say the least. I was very young when I was diagnosed with chronic IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, and that continued for years. Indigestion, constipation, diarrhea, irregular bowel movements, everything that you can think of when it comes to IBS. I had it. It didn't stop there. I developed hypothyroidism, underactive thyroid gland, migraines, myopia, somatic pain without any organic cause. I suffered a lot and I tried to seek medical help, but they focused on symptomatic resolution. The cause was the same. It didn't get better because I was in the same environment and nothing was changing. The medicines made things a little better for me, but it was as chronic as it was in the beginning. I would say with years, it got worse. A time came in my life when I developed hypochondriasis. It's a form of health anxiety where you feel you have something, some kind of disorder, some kind of disease, something even when there is no evidence. You almost become delusional and paranoid. And I was delusional about having my urinary tract blocked and having my urinary bladder burst. I was always living under the fear that it would happen any moment, even when there was no evidence, nothing proved it. Ultrasonographies, urine uh, examinations, nothing came out. I had that and I literally had the somatic feelings, the tightness and the pressure in my lower abdomen. To cut it short, it got to a point where I was about to end it all because it wasn't just the hypochondriasis, it was IBS, it was migraines. Everything became a hot mess in mixture. I wasn't able to see a way out. I became really depressed and I, I was about to end it all by ending my life. But I didn't do it and it is at that point when I chose a different path, a different way of holistic healing. Doing the trauma work and seeking a lot of help got me to a place where my IBS is under control. My hypochondriasis is fully gone. My migraines are completely gone. Other things are gone. I still have some issues that I'm working on, but I'm a lot better. 
I'm just saying that for you to know that there is hope. With healing, there is a lot that changes in the body. Once the stress is removed, once the nervous system is regulated, once you help it to get better, everything else gets better. Now I know many of you would be wondering, how do you heal all of this? How was I able to do that? The answer to that isn't simple. What I can tell you for now is that a pill dispensary attitude does not work, nor does the approach focused on symptomatic resolution, because the cause remains unresolved. Healing your health is a holistic process that needs an integrated approach. More about that in part two of the series. Until the next one, let the healing begin. It's 3 a.m. early in the morning and the narcissist jerks you out of your sleep. You do not understand what's going on. You think it's an emergency, but it's not. You ask the narcissist, why did you wake me up? What is the reason? Well, there is no valid reason whatsoever. They just want to have a conversation, not even a conversation. They want to interrogate you about something you did two weeks ago, something very insignificant, something that was not a problem until now, but now it's a problem. So they need to get answers from you. You request and plead. You say, can't, can't we have this conversation some other time? I mean, this is, it's 3 a.m. Why do we need to do it right now? Can't we do it at a time when I am more capable, when it's convenient, when it's possible. Nope, they don't care. There is zero empathy. They want it right in the moment. So you feel helpless before the situation. You agree to having this conversation and no conversation happens. They just grill you. They just burn you. They corner you. They belittle you, humiliate you. They, ba they basically abuse you. They fry your brain in the moment until you are left feeling exhausted and chronically fatigued. You feel totally resourceless and you feel like you have turned into a zombie because you have nothing more to offer. All of your energy was sucked out of you through this conversation and they are now recharged and they have just left. But why do they do this? Why do they deprive you of your sleep? Why do they interrupt your sleep? Why can't they let you sleep peacefully? Let's find out answers in today's episode. Before we do, let's watch a small clip together and see how sleep deprivation tactic of a narcissist looks like practically. What? What what? How could you sleep like this? We haven't finished talking about things earlier. Are you trying to escape things? No, I'm not trying to escape anything. I have work early in the morning. Besides, I thought we were on good terms now. I thought you were not mad anymore. You told me that. I never said we are okay. How can we be okay? Don't try to put things in my head. I'm not letting you go until we discuss the things and you give me answers. Don't be selfish. Don't try to escape. Please, can we have this conversation tomorrow? It's 3 a.m. In the morning, I need to sleep. Can we just stop for now? No, we, we have to have this conversation right now. I won't be able to sleep. Give me the answers. Let's finish it. Okay. Oh, God. Okay. This is exactly what happens when the narcissist wakes you up in the early hours. Did you relate with this? Have you experienced something like this? If yes, drop your experiences in the comments below. Now, the question is, why do they do this? They, they do this for two reasons. One, control to establish maximum control. I'll explain how. Two, out of jealousy. They cannot let you be at peace. They can't let you be 
calm they can't let you relax they have to have your focus and attention on themselves all the time they think you're being selfish by sleeping how crazy and delusional is that let's talk more about jealousy in a moment let's first focus on control normally we need seven to eight hours of sleep every single day why because sleep is restorative it's a necessity it heals repairs and does all the good stuff that it does in our body and we just basically need it without it we can't function we can't think clearly we can't process the information we may not be able to execute the things that we are asked to do we may not be able to handle our life properly so we lose functioning if we are not able to sleep the narcissist knows that deep down they know if they're able to somehow induce a sense of unclarity they will have more control over you they will be able to bypass your barriers the mental filters because you won't be able to think clearly you won't be able to question them they will be more successful at gaslighting you manipulating you bypassing your critical factor brainwashing you and convincing you that you are the crazy one that is what they end up doing when they interrupt your sleep you are not able to heal your brain is not able to restore its functioning it's not able to get rid of those waste products it's not able to properly get that rest when you do not get that rest what happens you can't think when you cannot think clearly the narcissist plays with you like a puppet now they decide what and how you think because when you do not think clearly they become more successful at planting these ideas in your head that you are losing it or they are more successful at gaslighting you because you do not have any energy to fight back you are stuck in this brain fog everything feels unreal you are dissociated from your body from your senses so you just comply you conform you obey you give in there is absolute or total lack of control over your actions you just do what the narcissist wants you to do because you just don't have it in you to fight back that is why they deprive you of your sleep because they need control and when you cannot rest properly it becomes very easy for them to get that control to have a major influence over your emotions your beliefs your thoughts your functioning and basically it just becomes easier for them to a puppeteer now let's come to number 2 jealousy the narcissist is a 4 year old stuck in an adult's body but the thing is they are a dangerous developmentally stuck child who never got to grow dangerous why because they have the mental capacity of a child but the physical capability of an adult mix the two you get a disaster that is the reason why they want you to focus on them all the time they want you to take care of their needs they want you to pay attention to them they cannot let you have any time for yourself you are not supposed to have needs you cannot be hungry you cannot be thirsty you cannot have a need to be alone to be on your own you can't even sleep that is very crazy so when you sleep they feel abandoned they feel like you are neglecting them or you're being selfish you're focusing on yourself how could you do that to them that triggers their narcissistic rage and they become jealous because some of them cannot sleep that is a thing with them some of them are very quick to fall asleep yet others struggle with insomnia now those who have insomnia it doesn't even look like insomnia because they are still full of energy they are like vampires who work and function during night hours now that is not to say that those who who are night people or night owls 
they are narcissists? Absolutely not. I'm just saying that some narcissists act that way, function that way, and it feels like quite vampiric. When they see you sleeping, they get jealous because they cannot experience the peace that you're experiencing. They can't see you resting. They want you to be taking their orders 24-7. When you're sleeping, you're not taking their orders. So they have to wake you up. Now, when they wake you up, they give you a very crazy, bizarre reason behind why they did so, why they woke you up. The reason can be something as insignificant as an issue that was left unresolved two weeks ago and now they need to talk about it. That is not the real issue. The real issue is... I can't let you rest. I have to feed on you. I have a need. I feel thirsty for supply right now. And I want to feel in control. So let me deprive you of your sleep. Let me interrupt your sleep pattern. Let me leave you like a zombie. That is what is going to fill my bottomless pit. Well, there is no feeling of it, but it's just going to give me a feeling that it was filled. That is what it is all about. So to sum it up, it is about control. The absolute control over your choices through inducing brain fog, through keeping you in a state of unclarity, through keeping you in a dysfunctional state. And then it's also about jealousy, not letting you be at peace because they cannot experience peace themselves. That was it for today's episode. I hope you found it insightful. If you did, please let me know in comments. Drop a like, share this episode with others and let me know what else you would like me to talk about in relation to narcissistic abuse. I'll talk with you in the next one. Until then, as always, let the healing begin and continue. Narcissistic abuse causes a number of chronic health conditions and issues, one of which is hair loss. Hair loss further destroys the already destroyed self-esteem by the narcissist and gives them more reasons to shame and blame you. I know it because I have personally experienced it. But how does this hair loss happen? What causes it? Let's find out and discover the shocking truth in today's episode. Hi, I am Danish a narcissistic abuse recovery professional. In this episode, we will learn how narcissistic abuse can lead to hair loss. Before we begin, I should let you know that I am creating a series of two videos, two episodes on hair loss after narcissistic abuse and how to recover from it. In today's episode, we will talk about the causes and in the next one, we will learn about healing the issue, the issue of hair loss. If you do not want to miss any updates, subscribe, and press the bell icon to stay updated. Let's begin with understanding the impact of chronic stress experienced in a narcissistic relationship and how it leads to hair loss. Chronic stress, a common consequence of narcissistic abuse, has a devastating impact on your emotional and physical well-being. When the body perceives a threat, it initiates a stress response, releasing stress hormones such as cortisol, and adrenaline. This response prepares the body for fight or flight in the face of danger and should get activated occasionally. However, when you are with a narcissist, you are subjected to repeated stressors, leading to a constant and dominant state of hyperarousal and over-secretion of stress hormones. Elevated cortisol levels disrupt various physiological processes, one of which is the hair growth cycle. It weakens hair follicles, causing hair to become thin and prone to falling out. The abuse also causes an overproduction of adrenaline, adding to the anxiety experienced by the survivor. Excessive adrenaline constricts blood vessels, reducing blood flow to the hair follicles and depriving them of essential nutrients and oxygen required 
for healthy hair growth. Connectively, chronic exposure to stress in the narcissistic relationship leads to an overactivation of the sympathetic nervous system and an underactivation of the parasympathetic nervous system, the rest and the digest response. Consequently, the body prioritizes survival over non-essential functions like hair growth, contributing to hair loss. The stress hormones that flood your bloodstream and sympathetic dominance disrupt the natural hair growth cycle, pushing hair follicles into the telogen, aka resting phase, prematurely. The hair becomes brittle and starts falling out, leading to telogen effluvium. Prolonged stress also triggers an inflammatory response in the body. Inflammation is the body's natural defense mechanism against injury or infection. But when it becomes chronic, it damages healthy tissues, including hair follicles. This inflammation causes further damage to hair and thus more hair loss. Trauma from narcissistic abuse also impacts the balance of sex hormones such as estrogen and testosterone. An imbalance in these hormones can affect hair growth as they play a crucial role in the hair follicles life cycle. For instance, elevated testosterone levels lead to increased production of dihydrotestosterone DHT, a hormone that shrink hair follicles and cause hair loss. The next thing that we need to talk about is the sleep disruption and deprivation. But before we do, I'm wondering if you have experienced hair loss after surviving narcissistic abuse as well. If yes, drop your experiences in comments below and help other survivors feel validated. Sleep disruption and deprivation caused by the narcissist also lead to hair loss. Narcissistic abuse trauma leads to sleep disturbances such as insomnia, nightmares, and restless and anxious sleep. As you know, sleep is a critical period of restoration and repair for the body, including hair growth. During sleep, the body produces growth hormones that stimulate the hair follicles and promote the production of keratin, a protein essential for hair growth. Inadequate sleep impairs the process, weakening hair follicles and causing hair loss. A lack of sleep caused by the narcissist's presence directly or indirectly also weakens the immune system, making it less effective in protecting the body against infections and inflammation, both of which negatively affect hair follicles and contribute to hair loss. Sleep deprivation caused by the narcissist further exacerbates chronic stress, creating a vicious cycle that perpetuates both sleep problems and hair fall. Talking about nutrition, nutrient deficiencies caused by the lack of self-care destroy your hair as well. The emotional turmoil of narcissistic abuse leads to a lack of self-care, including poor eating habits. Healthy hair growth relies on a balance of essential nutrients, including iron, zinc, biotin, and vitamins A, D, and E. A deficiency in any of these nutrients can disrupt the hair growth cycle. The chronic stress experienced in such a relationship interferes with your body's ability to absorb and utilize essential nutrients. The root issue lies in the gut. Narcissistic abuse trauma also impacts the digestive system, resulting in poor nutrient absorption and aggravating existing deficiencies further hindering hair growth. To make matters worse, as a survivor of narcissistic abuse, you may cope with your emotional distress by engaging in emotional eating, which often involves the consumption of calorie-dense 
nutrient-poor foods. This leads to an inadequate intake of essential nutrients, contributing to hair loss and damage. In some cases, the psychological strain caused by narcissistic abuse also leads to the development of trichotillomania, a lack of impulse control trauma response where survivors compulsively pull out their hair, resulting in hair loss. There is a direct connection between trichotillomania, narcissistic abuse, and hair loss as well as the underlying mechanisms contributing to this relationship. In survivors of narcissistic abuse, trichotillomania develops as a maladaptive coping mechanism in response to emotional distress and trauma. The act of hair pulling may provide temporary relief from overwhelming emotions such as anxiety, anger, or sadness caused by the narcissist crazy gaslighting, manipulation, and other abuse tactics they use to harm you. With time and trichotillomania, hair loss ultimately worsens and further damages your self-esteem. The sad fact is, hair loss caused by narcissistic abuse further intensifies feelings of low self-esteem, depression, and anxiety, giving the narcissist more reasons to ridicule and shame you for something they actually caused. In conclusion, chronic stress resulting from narcissistic abuse significantly impacts your emotional and physical well-being, contributing to hair loss through various mechanisms. Elevated stress hormones, disrupted sleep patterns, nutrient deficiencies, and psychological strain all play a part in damaging your hair growth and causing hair loss. Acknowledging these connections and addressing the underlying trauma is crucial for your recovery and overall well-being. This was it for today's episode. I hope you liked it. If you did, let me know in comments. Drop a like as always. Share this episode with others. I'll talk more about the healing aspect in the next part. Until then, let the healing begin.